Hello, folks. Hello. Yes, welcome to another episode of Season 10. Season 10. Season 10. Our bonus podcast in conjunction with Bidwabask, uh-huh. uh, where we write, come up with an original uh, plot and some dialogue, as well as read it out to you. Um, for each episode of a hypothetical season 10 of Seinfeld. So good. Set in the modern era. So where where things ended up, wound up, I should say. Yes, and uh, this week with me once again is Stacey. Oh, yes, that's me. Yes, you're with me for uh, the seventh episode in this series. Uh-huh. Yes, what's the name of this one? It is the Jerry meme. The Jerry meme, mm, yes. Very current. Very current indeed. And uh, this is... Uh, like a, I guess a political satire as uh-huh. well, uh, you know, from both sides of the political spectrum. It's yes. a nice little uh, satire, so uh, there's a few political elements, but little nonetheless. Little tongue-in-cheek. Little tongue-in-cheek uh, things, yes. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Stacey, who are the main cast for this week's episode? Um, well, I still have X's on my Oh, okay, thingo, so okay. perhaps you better I'll, read I'll read them out, yes. Exactly. I did amend some of the cast at I the mean, end, we've yes. got we've got all the particular characters, and then we have hardcore pornography. Oh, yeah, that's right, yes. <laughs> oh, no, it's actually 4X beer. Oh, oh, it's 4X gold beer. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was hardcore pornography. So if you read it, you get pissed. <gasps> you get pissed. <laughs> and, and, and other things. That's right. So I'll read the cast then. Maybe so, a better idea. Yes, indeed. So the main <laughs> cast of the Jerry meme, uh, Jerry Seinfeld as Jerry, Julie Louis-Dreyfus uh, as Elaine, Jason Alexander as George, Michael Richards as Kramer. Uh, supporting characters for this week are Catherine Keener. You may remember her from the episode The Letter mm. from Seinfeld. She plays Jerry's episode girlfriend. The artist. The artist, yeah. Yes, uh, she actually uh, re- well, she doesn't reprise her role, but she plays another character mm-hmm. uh, named Lizzie or Elizabeth uh, Ansel Engort. You've, if you've seen Baby Driver or, or the film Fault in Our Stars, he's the uh, male lead in that mm-hmm. one. Uh, he plays the heckler who happens to be Lizzie's son. Uh, Doctor Phil, Doctor Phil, he's a bit of a curveball casting. Yeah, uh, he plays a Brandon, so Elaine's son's doctor. Little guest cameo. Yeah, so why not Doctor Phil? I think Phil. he'd be up for the challenge. Brandon. He loves a camera. Yes, Brandon. Very I think, comfortable. I think that uh, you need some medication, some paracetamol, and some water. Yeah, you know, Mom, Brandon's You've tried that doctor before, many times. You? Yeah, I'm on a. Guest spot on Seinfeld, <laughs> and it's wonderful. Yeah, so he plays uh, Brandon's doctor, and uh, Brandon himself, he's played by child actor Benjamin Haig. He makes another appearance in this season. Beautiful. Yeah, so why don't you read the brief synopsis, Stacey, Alrighty. of the episode? So, Jerry becomes a meme after an out-of-character reaction to an annoying heckler. Kramer meets a lady who was a vegan and tries to become one himself. George is mistaken for a Trump supporter, mm. and Elaine takes Brandon to the doctor. So, very current for the mm. Trump stuff. Uh, yes. yes. Anyway, here is the main synopsis of episode seven of our season 10, The Jerry Meme. Mm. Scene one. Jerry is performing a set at a small New York City comedy club to a packed audience. Lots of people. Obviously, he's very famous after Jerry. So you And know. it's a small club. That's right. So packed to the rafters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show is going very well, and he's almost at the end of his set when a heckler calls him out. You're not funny. Your jokes marginalize others. Other audience members boo in response. Jerry says, well, you've just about made it to the end of this set, only marginally. The crowd laugh and cheer. The heckler goes on a tirade about stand-up comedy and how much of it is politically incorrect and to encourage equality for all when it comes to the representation of comics in the industry. Security are about to grab the heckler when Jerry loses it. Jerry says, listen, buddy. 
There are plenty of identities represented in comedy who are successful. Don't go about bringing your virtue signaling antics to my set. You should be in a pillory and have rotten eggs thrown at you in the public square. And in case you're wondering what a pillory is, they're like the wooden stocks. Yeah. You put your someone's head like in Like you get the old-timey photos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they're like stocks, yeah. in case you're wondering what a pillory is. The heckler is then removed from the set with cheers from the other patrons. An audience member who's sitting close to the stage takes a photo of Jerry with his facial expression during his reply. They then upload the image to social media with the hashtag Seinfeld losing it. <laughs> the next day, George is sitting at Monk's reading his Twitter feed. He notices a meme which has been posted with the photo taken of Jerry. He finds that Jerry Seinfeld and hashtag Seinfeld losing it are trending. George says, I caramba. <laughs> he calls Jerry to explain what happened. Jerry is sitting on the couch at the apartment aware of what's going on. Jerry, you've become a meme. You're trending on Twitter. Mm, Jerry says, I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> Jerry checks Twitter on his laptop and finds all of his memes. I'm trending alongside Kim Kardashian and hashtag impeach the president. What great company I keep. <laughs> he recalls that the photo must have been taken when he was responding to the heckler the night before. He received several notifications. Oh, that was loud. And, yeah, that was a very loud bite. <laughs> he received several notifications on his phone and laptop from people who have found out that he is trending online. Wow, this has spread really quickly. Like mold on a week old sandwich. Jerry says, I guess. They talk about different kinds of mould and why they are different colours before Jerry says that this whole thing will blow over. George says that now it's online, it might affect his career. Jerry. George, it's 2018. One minute I'll be a pointless meme, the next I'll be rumoured to be making a cameo in the next Avengers movie, and he hangs up on the call. Or I guess 2019, 2018, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah modern era. Um, George makes his way to the subway to go home when he walks past a small clothing store. He spots a red cap with white writing saying, Make Comedy Great Again, <laughs> oh in the dear. store window. Oh, dear. Oh, no. He goes inside and buys the cap for his amusement. He puts it on and walks out of the store. And he heads to the Washington, uh, D.C. and stands on the steps and uh, confronts a Native American. <laughs> no, that, that's not what happened. Um, in the next scene, a Kramer is at the local grocery store loading up on meat when he notices a similarly aged lady who seems interested in him. He says hello to her, and they begin talking. She introduces herself as Lizzie, and she's played by Catherine Keener. Kramer. I'm Kramer. Cosmo Kramer. What are you doing with all that meat? Do you know how many animals suffer at the hands of the meat and dairy industry for the sake of your consumption? Did you say that as Stacey, or did you say that as her? <laughs> <laughs> I would never call someone out at the supermarket. That wasn't in the script. <laughs> You got on a diatribe. Could you imagine if people just like... I mean, I do activism from time yeah, to time, yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's no way I would just like approach strangers in the supermarket. Uh, that's fair enough. I did actually the other day... So having said that, the other day I was at Aldi and there was a woman who was buying like a whole shopping trolley full of like one litre bottles of water. Right. And I walked past and made a comment to my friend and purposely said really loudly something about like how much plastic it was instead of just buying the like 10 litre 
yeah. ones. Yeah, so I guess I would call people out in the supermarket. Fair enough. <laughs> Just not about veganism. No, no. Uh, Kramer asks if she's vegan, and she says that she's been vegan for over 30 years. Wow, very committed. Mm. Uh, he says that he's read about veganism but has doubts about the lifestyle. Lizzie assures him that with the right information, a proper vegan lifestyle can be achieved. And she is correct. He is intrigued by what she has to say, and he asks if they can talk about it some more over coffee. She agrees to meet up with him another time. And Kramer leaves his heaving shopping basket on the floor and walks with her to the register. The staff member says, Hey, buddy, you can't leave all this meat here. Sorry, kiddo. I'm vegan now. (laughs) (laughs) In the next scene, Elaine is working at her desk when she gets a call from Brandon's teacher. The teacher says that Brandon has been complaining about stomach pains and that she needs to come and get him. Oh, that's no good. I'll come and get him soon. She says to her colleague that she has to get her son from school and heads out of the office. The colleague rolls her eyes and continues to work. Mm -hmm. The scene cuts to Elaine and Brandon arriving home when he suddenly says that he's starting to feel better. He runs up to his room and locks the door before Elaine can get in. She is furious that he was faking his illness just to get out of school. Elaine says, You're a bad little boy, Brandon Benner's putty, and you're in big trouble when I get in there. She tries opening the door before giving up. She is about to call the nanny to come over and look after Brandon when she notices articles coming up on her phone about Jerry's gig the other night as well as different Jerry memes. She sees a picture of Jerry photoshopped laying inside a pillory covered in smashed eggs. In reference to what he said. (laughs) Mm. Laughing, she says, Seinfeld, hashtag Seinfeld losing it. Oh my God. George, in the next scene, is on the subway on the way home to Queens, thinking to himself about what the hell goat yoga is all about, when a group of four activists come up to him and question his hat. The one who's filming George is revealed to be Jerry's heckler, and the heckler says, What the hell are you doing wearing that hat? You know he's a fascist? You worship an abuser and a racist. The other hecklers begin chanting, Racist! 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 to George. George responds, but the hat says make comedy great again. It's about comedy. I vote independent. Gotta get the little guy into power. That's not the point. The colour and style of that hat signifies fascism and misogyny, and we won't stand for it. Get him! George screams and runs to another carriage. He pushes past people leaving the train, which is stopped. The activists don't make it out in time before the doors shut, and they vow to get George if and when they see him next. He waits at the platform for the next train. Boy, some people are so sensitive. I thought that we'd live in a society! (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Next scene, Stace. Kramer and Lizzie are at a cafe near Jerry's house and are about to order drinks. Lizzie asks, I'll have a soy macchiato, please. Uh, The waiter says, "Um, Would you like your usual latte, Mr. Kramer? He looks at Lizzie, who shakes her head, and he says that he will have an almond latte this time around. So, uh, you've been doing this for 30 years, huh? It's not that hard to do these days. When I started, it was a different story. I just want justice for animals. They deserve to live life freely. Gotta give the animals justice. (laughs) He bangs the table with his hand and jolts back when he sees the table swaying after hitting it. I can see him doing it. So, so, so much. It's like, Yeah. Lizzie laughs at his antics. Their coffees arrive and Kramer takes a sip of his almond latte and gags. <coughs> almond milk does not do well at high temperatures, oh, just FYI. That's probably why he, you know, didn't it like has it. a tendency to curdle. <laughs> Kramer says, Oh boy, what an interesting texture. <laughs> he quickly knocks back his glass of water. Lizzie tells him that there are other milk substitutes he can try. He asks her what the first step is to becoming vegan. 
Well, the first thing I did was go through my fridge and cupboard and get rid of anything that has animal products in it. Oh, that's going to be a lot of food. <laughs> uh, in the next scene, uh, the next day, Jerry enters his upstate house and walks to the fridge. He opens the door and finds nothing but vegetables and fruit. Kramer walks in the house eating a celery stick when Jerry asks him about the contents in the fridge. I've gone vegan, Jerry, and boy, is it fantastic! I met this lovely lady the other day who introduced me to the lifestyle, and it has me buzzing. You'll be buzzing after I get my chainsaw and cut you in half. What did you do with all my meat and eggs, says uh, Jerry. I threw it all away. Did you know, Jerry, that hundreds of millions of animals are slaughtered for your consumption every year? Jerry responds, and do you know one Cosmo Kramer will be slaughtered for my pleasure this year? Kramer backs away, and Jerry looks in his cupboard. So you've veganized my cupboard too? Great. Jerry receives a call from Elaine wondering what he's up to. I'm just about to sit down to a lunch consisting of lima beans and tofu. What about you? Elaine says that Brandon has been faking sick so he can come home from school. She also says that she saw Jerry trending on social media. Yeah, yeah, I know. I look pr pretty good locked up in the public square, don't I? Elaine hangs up when she receives another call from Brandon's teacher, this time saying that Brandon is complaining about having a headache. Is that right? That little devil will have a big headache when I'm done with him. I'll be right over. Her co-workers look on in shock at what she said. What? It's a figure of speech. In the next scene, we find George at the upstate house wearing his new hat and feeling confident about keeping it on. Jerry says to him, so, uh, can you see why some people might get upset seeing you wearing that hat? But it's not about him, Jerry. It's about comedy. This hat reminds me of what happened to you the other day. Comedy needs to be great again. This is America, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry says that it was a remark he made out of character, and he says that he has been reading articles about people criticising him for his treatment of the heckler. If anything, it should be that heckler they should be writing about. His rant was totally uncalled for. I can't believe I'm still trending on Twitter. It's like I've killed someone. Where does the term heckle come from? I've always wondered. Jerry says sarcastically, mm, I think it's from the ancient Greek word hekalia, which <laughs> means to annoy someone while they're on stage. <laughs> so true. And George replies seriously, mm, I see. Kramer walks into the house looking tired and grouchy. Jerry asks if he is okay. It's that vegan diet I've gone on. I can't eat anything that comes from an animal. I can't even drink my favourite lattes anymore, Jerry. It's killing me. Jerry says that he should go back to his old diet. You don't understand. Lizzie is probably the sweetest and most caring person I've ever met. I can see myself spending my twilight years with her. Well, as long as you're out of my pool house eventually, then I'm all for it, says Jerry. Kramer looks at George and comments on his hat. It's about comedy, not about the country. It's satire! I voted independent last time. Jerry says, you know that an independent vote is pointless, right? Kramer replies, not always, Jerry. It can be very significant. Anyway, Lizzie and I are going to a protest about climate change tomorrow. I'll meet her son down there downtown for the first time. Jerry are you as a stepfather? Ugh, yikes, that would be something else. <laughs> Sounds like you're losing it, buddy. You've become your hashtag. Jerry says childishly, but I don't want to be a hashtag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
stumbles back outside towards the pool house, almost falling flat on his face. Oh boy, he really needs to eat a steak, George says. No, he doesn't. (laughs) Uh, In the next scene, Elaine is at home relaxing on her day off when she receives a third call from Brandon's school. The teacher says that Brandon is feeling feverish. Elaine is sceptical at first after what happened before, but the teacher says that he's recording a high temperature. Well, if you put it that way... She grabs her car keys and goes to get Brandon. The scene cuts to Elaine and Brandon in the doctor's surgery getting checked. The doctor, played by Dr. Phil, here we go. Your son seems to be slightly feverish, but he should be okay. If he stays home for the rest of the week drinking fluids, then he'll be fine. (laughs) Thanks. Elaine holds Brandon and says that he'll be okay. She then scolds him about the last two times he faked being sick, and she tells him about the boy who cried wolf and what happened to the boy. Brandon starts screaming, Wolf! and howling as he runs around the doctor's office and out into the waiting area. Elaine and the doctor hear the other patients gasp and a young girl cry out. So, uh, I don't need any sedatives to keep him calm? (sighs) I'm afraid not, Elaine. Just paracetamol and plenty of water. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) The final scene. Bring it home, Stace. Jerry, George, who is still sporting his hat with pride, and Elaine are making their way to Monk's. No one's going to tell me to take off my hat, no matter what. Comedy needs to be great again. The greatest. America is the funniest country in the world. The funniest. And we need to make sure it stays that way. Elaine responds, Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry sees the protest and spots Kramer in the crowd. Jerry says, You can always tell it's him from a long distance with that hairdo. (laughs) They wave to Kramer and Lizzie. Kramer is still looking tired and is asking Lizzie if he can get away with eating a hamburger just once. Lizzie responds, No, Kramer. Once you become a vegan, there's no compromises. You have to choose between me and your precious hamburger. So which one is it going to be? Kramer says that he can't take it anymore and he decided to go with the other three who were all agreed to get burgers. You're crazy, lady. Lizzie is outraged by this. She calls out to her son and his friends. The son is revealed to be Jerry's heckler and he is holding a picket sign with Jerry's face on it and the words losing it underneath. Jerry, you! George, you! Elaine, who? (laughs) Heckler says... Ah, well, well, if it isn't Jerry Seinfeld, the misogynist comic, along with his fascist cronies. You like those memes about you, Seinfeld? Uh, it doesn't bother me, actually. The heckler mockingly says that he read Jerry is going to be the new Avengers movie and asks if it's true. Jerry says, that's right, I'm playing Thanos. I wipe every heckler off the face (laughs) of the earth. George says, by the way, Junior, it says comedy, not America. I voted independent, remember? And the heckler says, At this current political climate, independent votes are meaningless, you bigot. Jerry smugly says, Mmm, told you, Georgie boy. The heckler reminds George that they were going to get him if they see him again. He then calls out to the group and says that there are four fascists that have turned up. Let's show them what happens to those who are against tolerance and respect for diversity. George takes his hat off and throws it on the ground in a panic, and Jerry insists that they should run for it. The four of them run off with the protest group, including Lizzie and her son, in tow. Yes. End scene. That's it. There's uh, episode seven. Beautiful. Nice little political satire. Very much so. Yes, indeed. And uh, 
Thank you so much, Stacey, for being with me for another week. Thank you for having me. Fabulous. And uh, what do you think of Season 10? Let us know. Send me an email, bidwabaspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. Let let us know what you think. Do you like what you're hearing so far? Give us the feedback. Yes. And if you're on Patreon, you get to listen to these episodes earlier. Ahead of schedule. Yes. So if you're Early access. That's right. Depending on your tier, you're listening to this at least four weeks earlier than everyone else. Ooh, exclusive. Indeed. It's exclusive. And next week's episode, Season 8, it's actually called The Cadillac Part 3. Do you mean Episode 8? Episode 8 of Season 10. That's what I mean. The Cadillac Part 3. That's right. You know how this You're going back to the Cadillac. Well, actually, it's a continuation of the Cadillac. Yeah. Yes. That's uh, fun. Yeah, because obviously the the, uh, Barney Martin who played Morty, he passed away in real life. Yeah. So as a tribute to Morty, Jerry buys a Cadillac. Cool. Which turns out to be a lemon. That sounds like a terrible idea to drive through Manhattan in a, in a Cadillac. Indeed. Uh, but, yes, that's why I called it the Cadillac Part 3. Nice. Continuation. Good work. There you go, yes. So uh, thanks very much for joining us for Season 10. My name's Ivan. And I'm Stacey. And catch us next week for another episode of Season 10. Season as, 10. As well as normal episodes of Bidwabask. Mm-hmm. Catch you later. <laughs>